how's it going tonight, everybody? We are Run The Real featuring Mike, Terry, Fox, and Dan. And we are back with some merry reviews for this joyous holiday. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. And we're doing non-traditional Christmas movies. The category is much longer, but Dan doesn't read it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) It was too long. What did you pick today for us, Terry? I picked Batman Returns, the sequel to the highly, wait, the high-grossing blockbuster hit of Batman 89. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good change of words there, Terry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what's the story behind this? Behind Batman 89? That's like one of the biggest blockbusters of all time. Is it really? People were hyped about that movie, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. It's a big deal. I did rewatch it recently too, and you know what? It's pretty good. It's not my favorite thing ever, but I do like it. We'll we'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah, right. we'll talk about your opinions, TV. No, we'll have a nice long chat. <laughs> I will say that I don't know why, but I got to itch after watching Batman Returns, to watch all of the 80s and 90s Batman movies. Oh, man. And I have done it. Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, and Batman and Robin. Dang. The Batman catch-up with Dan. It was, yeah. It's not the Exorcist report or whatever. It's the Batman report with Dan. Man, I've I've got a hot take on Batman. Yes, about Batman. Should I should be should we warn our listeners about spoilers first or? Yeah, I'm gonna spoil all of the movies. Yeah, spoilers. But what I my hot take isn't a spoiler. Oh, okay. It's not about the movie. Well, kind of, but it's about the character. I'm so sick of Batman. I'm not gonna lie. No, Batman's awesome. I know you guys love Batman, but this man has been in so many movies since I've been alive, and even before then. I mean, he's been all over the place. Like, Batman is cool, but I'm just so tired of seeing Batman. (laughs) Let's see, when did Returns come out? Returns came out the, the year I was born. So in my lifetime, I've had Batman Returns, Batman Forever, Batman and Robin, Batman Begins, um, The Dark Knight, Batman the Third from Christopher (laughs) Nolan. What's that one called? Dark Knight Rises or something like that? That's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, Then we had Batman versus Superman, and then we had Justice League, and... Suicide Squad, he made an appearance. That's nine movies, live action with (laughs) the Batman in them. And then all the animated things he's been in that I've watched. Oh, yeah, he's been in a ton, too. I would say some of the animated stuff is really good, though. Like Batman the Red Hood. Yeah, that one was real good. The Dark Knight Returns is pretty good, too. I like that one. Those are the best ones. That two-parter, ooh, those are the best. Yeah, so Batman's been all over the place, but I don't know. Like, I just see a Batman movie, and I'm like, oh, it's Batman again. Oh, we're getting a new one, aren't we? Yeah, I know, and I'm kind of like, oh, another Batman movie, another reboot of Batman, and people love it. Most of the time when I see the movie, I'm like, oh, yeah, that was okay. But, like, well, the Christopher Nolan Batman movies were all real good. Except the third one. But we're not going to get into that here. We, we got <laughs> Batman Returns. Terry and Dan are our Batman experts here. I love me some Batman. I know Fox likes Batman too. And I'm kind of just like tired of Batman. But oh, anyways, anyways, tell us about Batman Returns, Terry. Ah, yes. So this is a sequel to the what I said earlier, the hit movie Batman 89. Directed by Tim Burton, while Batman deals with a deformed man calling himself the Penguin, wreaking havoc across Gotham with the help of a cruel businessman, a female employee of the latter becomes a Catwoman with her own vendetta. Pretty good. Straight from IMDb. Emphasis on calls himself the Penguin. Because I wouldn't call him the Penguin, but 
That's just me. <laughs> and I'm not I'm not knocking on him. His performance is great in the movie, but what they did with Penguin, I did not like at all. <laughs> it looks like a despicable me character. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he does. Yeah, and the the body type and stuff, it's Weird, but what did you guys think of Batman Returns? It had been a long time since I had seen this, you know, and I always remembered it fondly. <laughs> Another uh, childhood movie of foxes destroyed <laughs> watching it again. I do believe so. This is, yeah, I was going to say, are you regretting seeing it now? <laughs> a lot. Very much. I do. I, I did not expect to be, uh, you know let down so hard today when i woke up i was like yeah oh, yeah i'm gonna watch some batman you know what a day that'll be uh, <laughs> yeah i kind of liked it Ooh. tv loves it though i mean i didn't think it was amazing but i thought it was fine i liked it about as much as 89 i think which you know honestly they're they're about on the same level like i so here's my hot take i don't like batman 89 i think it's bad wow Oof. i think it's a bad movie and it has some weak performances from michael keaton jack nicholson's good in it but michael keaton i you know i just don't like him as batman i'll be that guy i don't like him as batman well honestly he doesn't do a lot as batman in either movie like he kind of just sits around yeah all he does is sit around and say stupid lines i like when he looks surprised which is pretty frequently in this one he's barely in this one too they should have called instead of batman returns they should have called it rise of the penguin and the catwoman or something and shrek yeah and shrek the shrek the fifth he's hardly in it it's the same issue that the Dark Knight Rises had. Where's Batman? He's not in, like, <laughs> three-fourths of the movie. I, I don't mind Michael Keaton. I don't think he's the best, like, Batman ever, but I think he does an okay job for what he's got. He, he's given such crappy dialogue to spit out. It's another one of those, you can, you can write this stuff, George, but you can't say it. <laughs> It's one of those situations, I think, especially in the 89 one. I gotta say, the dialogue in this one had me cringing pretty hard a number of times. Although Danny DeVito has some pretty funny lines. He's the one who had me cringing the most. I'm, I'll give a hot take. I didn't really like him as the penguin. You didn't like the old, I was the number one son, and they treated me like number two. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Like, all his lines sound the same, his, like, inflection's just the same, it's just, ugh, there's no, like, I don't know, it's very, uh, one note for me, and it, I don't know, it just got annoying for, after a while. My, my Batman experts here, what, what does the Penguin do in the comics? He's a crime lord, and he's not got flippers. <laughs> yeah, he's like a normal guy, he's, like, really short, pudgy, got a big nose or whatever but he's like rich and he like runs a crime family or something yeah he wears nice suits he has his top hat and he and they did keep the top hat and the umbrellas from his his character in the comics so if, if there's anything i liked in in this and i'll say the all four of these older batman movies is how campy they are it's like it's fun watching them because they're so campy. It gives you a good chuckle. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a cartoon, watching a live-action cartoon, I think, which I really like that about it. It's just kind of, yeah, a little goofy over the top. They definitely try and do that, especially in Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Yeah, I like Tim Burton's style, though. I think it, it looks really good at the very least, like all the sets and stuff. I think it works really well. Gives Gotham a cool mood to it and... He's got some crazy, weird ideas with some of the characters like that are definitely not from the comics, but I think the takes are good. I think they're just different. I mean, I don't mind them going outside the box and trying something a little different. Penguin's so nasty in this movie, though. He's disgusting, which is, is part of the point, but it kind of makes it ridiculous that his 
his may his bid to be mayor would actually even work. He has slime that comes out of his nose. He eats fish and bites people's noses off. And yeah, there was that ridiculous scene where the that attractive lady's like, "You're my perfect role model," and he's just like grunting and like swallowing gunk and, <laughs> <laughs> and then he he like says that really aggressive vulgar comment to her. He is a lot of that in this movie. It's surprising, actually. I'm surprised they got a PG-13. Well. TV, you brought up the sets. I gotta say, my the only thing I think I liked from this movie that I took away, I was like sitting later, I was like, hmm, what did I like from this? It was the sets. The sets all look so good. And it's it's so different than any other Gotham I've seen, besides in maybe the comics that I've read. Because it kind of gives like a, a snow globey feel to Gotham, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so too. Yeah, it just made it feel kind of more like a dream-like Gotham compared to what I've seen in every other Gotham. It's a lot different. It feels a lot more like the TV show, like the 90s like cartoon. It feels a lot like that to me, which is kind of cool. The animated series? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because I was going to say, the 89 Batman actually was extremely influential on the character of Batman in the city of Gotham because of how big of a hit it was. I mean, you've got the, the comics that were getting into it um, with, like, the Dark Knight Returns specifically was a big one. And then you've got the 89 movie that came out, and everyone's like, ooh, we like this new Batman that's coming around. So it's extremely influential, and we wouldn't have, like, the Dark Knight, which is the best Batman movie, like, without it, or some of the comics. Yeah, well, because most people before those movies were all they're the, mo the most or the only thing they're really familiar with was like the '66 show where he was kind of goofy, and I think this was like a trend in like the '80s and stuff is when it started to get a little darker again, or at least it opened people's eyes to be like, hey, he's not actually this goofy character anymore. Like <laughs> he's like, he's not running around with the bomb <laughs> trying to figure out where to throw it. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, this does have some elements of that in there, I think. It is a little goofy sometimes, but it's definitely a lot darker, too. Yeah, Gotham's really... I like it when it's not the CGI. When it's the sets, yeah, the sets look really good, even though there's not a ton of them in Batman Returns. Really? I was reading trivia for this one. They took up, like, half of uh, Warner Brothers' sets. Well, they had a big block, but I mean, there's, there's not there's not a lot. There's the sewer, you've got the main Gotham Square, and you've got <laughs> Shrek's house, <laughs> and then you got Bruce Wayne's house. That's like it. No, they had way more than that. A lot of alleys, um, the all of the, the characters' houses, too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think it does a good job. Yeah, I think everything looks really nice. Like, there's that shot of Bruce Wayne. I mean, he's just sitting there. But then when, like, the bat signal comes in and he stands up. Oh, that's cool. I really like that shot. That was one of the ones where he looks surprised to me. <laughs> the bat, like, comes <laughs> in and Michael Keaton's like... <gasps> that was awesome. <laughs> the light. <laughs> so moody. Mm. I, I don't know. Maybe it's because all the sets are so claustrophobic for their version of Gotham in this one. It feels a lot smaller and more contained which is weird to say for a batman <laughs> story yeah i got it at least 50 percent of the warner brothers lot was taken up with gotham city sets so they had a lot well i mean they needed it so they could drive the batmobile when it was not cgi could drive it very slowly through the streets <laughs> and it gets like dismantled yeah. by the like lowly thugs the clowns or whatever yeah <laughs> you know all of these freaking 80s and 90s batman movies disrespect the batmobile so much like it's useless it gets blown up you got batman punching a hole through the bottom of it and this one then the thugs just like point a laser at it and they can hack it in this one penguin controls it by riding like a, a carnival ride yeah. <laughs> he drives the batmobile into people runs them over that was pretty funny. He was having such a good time. He was loving it. 
Oh, man. Yeah, that was one of the more stupid things that happened. In this. It, it's very convenient that these guys can just hack into it and take over. But Everything's convenient in this movie. Yeah, I just kind of take it with cartoon logic and like whatever, you know, things are going to happen, which I, can, I don't know. I just was the right tone and of it. I felt like I could forgive it for the most part. That's why it's weird, though, because they're trying to do the dark batman stuff and that really clashes with all the this like conveniences and the goofiness and the oh what's the word campy all the campy dialogue and stuff it's it's a weird mix that i don't think works very well <laughs> it's more funny at the film's expense for me anyways yeah, I think they blend it for the most part, but yeah, I mean, it is kind of a weird, you don't see a lot of movies that have that tone to it, and this is, it's a weird balance that, yeah, I don't know, it's strange. I didn't mind it, though, I thought it was interesting. All, all of Tim Burton's movies are weird yeah. like that, <laughs> not not necessarily in a good way, but yeah. <laughs> you know, I think I gotta say my biggest criticism for this movie is I have too many characters, and none of them get developed very well because of the fact that there's so many characters they're trying to develop batman's hardly in it and most of the time he's like in between bruce wayne and batman so he's trying to do two characters selena kyle and catwoman so there's duality in their character or that character too and then you got penguin and shrek <laughs> this isn't the ogre shrek this is the man, Christopher Walken Shrek. Oh, are you sure he wasn't billed as Amadeus Mozart? That hair is ridiculous. He does look like Mozart for that. <laughs> yeah, that wig's not doing him any favors. And I'm not a big Walken fan anyway, so... How could you? <laughs> no. He very much seemed like he was phoning it in for this Yeah, one. I kind of get that vibe in all of his movies, though. <laughs> I just don't like his... his the way he, his speech mannerisms do not <laughs> work for me at all. Is his character in the comics this Shrek guy, or...? Mm, I don't think so. Uh, what was his whole plan? Did they ever say it or this, that he's sucking power? That's my question. What's his whole power plant scheme? I don't get it. Apparently he's going to steal power from Gotham City. That was his plan. And he thought no one would notice, including Bruce Wayne. Yeah, well, it shifts so quickly from power plant to we got to make Penguin Mayor. Like, that, like the plans, like, they're just going back and forth. And it's like, wait, what? Which one are we doing here? There are a ton of schemes in this movie. And I don't feel like any of them really come to fruition. It's just scatterbrain. Like, they're like, okay, we've done this. Now let's not even transition, have a transitional scene. We're just going to do this now. And you're like, okay? <laughs> I don't quite get why, but okay. What was the plan with the rocket penguins? Like, what was the end goal there? Just to destroy everything. <laughs> like, what was his plan, though? What was his plan in the first place? Like, was his plan to be mayor and still murder them? Or just be like the regular mayor. Originally, Penguin's plan was he wanted to kill all the firstborn children of Gotham or something like that. His goal was to get in the, the police station so he could like look at the records because he was pretending like he didn't know who his parents were so he could have an excuse to look at everybody's records. And then Shrek comes up and is like, we're making you mayor. And Penguin's like, eh. But then he realizes, oh, right, I would love to be mayor. And so then he kind of changes his mind. And then the mayor thing doesn't quite pan out. So he goes back to trying to kill the kids, but Batman stops him. And so then he decides he's just going to all out send all his penguins out to go blow up the city. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was so lame when all those penguins started walking out. That was awesome. Man, I love the penguins. <laughs> like the best part of the movie. <laughs> like they were doing the reveal and the penguins like, ah, oh, my, my final plan. And they like reveal it. And they had them walking out. I was like, are those penguins? <laughs> well, it just goes back to the cartoon aesthetic. Like, cause the whole gang with like the carnival gang, I think that fits with the, the aesthetic of that. It is a little goofy and crazy. It's just, it's just a scatterbrain. Like you said, Mike, I think that's my biggest complaint too, is that there's just so much going on, honestly, and it's like, well, we could cut like one of these guys, like villains out, and focus on somebody else, and I think I would have liked it a lot better. 
Well, that's why 89 was so much better, because you got Batman and Joker. And that's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I I wanted it to be Batman, Catwoman, and Shrek could still be there, I think, too, because I think he fits in with that. But kick out Penguin, man. Just kick him out. We don't need Penguin. I feel like you could kick out Catwoman. I mean, what did she really bring to this besides some very uncomfortable fireplace scenes? I know what she brought to it. She brought to it lots of young boys and men. (laughs) And the best acting in the movie, dare I say. Dare you? I don't know. No, man. Uh, since, Since we're talking about Catwoman now, I hate everything about Catwoman in this movie. I hate her costume. I hate how she put it together. I think it looks terrible with those. They're not even real stitches. They're like colored in stitches or taped on stitches it looks awesome i love the costume i hate it i've never like this is, I don't, this is the only second time i've seen it but i mean it's the it's the iconic costume apparently so i've seen it all over the place i've never liked that costume i've hated it every time i've seen it and the actress who who played her, she was like, I never want to see that again. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to see it again either. But people like loved it. They had to make tons of different posters, um, like movie posters to hang up at the bus stops for this because dudes kept stealing the posters with Catwoman wow. on it. <laughs> they like it because all that she does in the movie is spout out sexual innuendos. That's her whole goal in the movie is to do that. Well, she's supposed to be Bruce Wayne's romance in it too, but you know, because they're like, we don't know what to do with Batman, so let's give him a romance with Catwoman because that was in the comics. I don't know who wrote this, you know, and I don't know like, or if like how much like a, you know, impact Tim Burton had on it, but I feel like they were very confused about Catwoman. Like the writer or Tim like read the comics and they were like, okay, yeah, she's like the crazy chick, right? In the tight costume. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah. So they get out there and they're like, all right, so you're going to have this whole like playing card, like look. And then somebody's like, no, wait. That that that's that's not Catwoman. Catwoman's a cat. Still crazy, but a cat. And they're like, okay, let's have her lick herself and fall in some cat litter. <laughs> and we'll just keep her crazy. Oh, it's so bad. Like her lines are so terrible. Like you everybody gives the Holly Berry Catwoman crap, like deservedly so. But, you know, a lot of that crap comes from this movie, actually, and they're just continuing in that style. So you should blame this one for the destruction of that character. Man, I disagree. I love this character. I think she's awesome in this movie. She's, like, the best part, honestly, I think. She's got, like, the coolest character dynamics. She's, like, struggling to figure out who she is. And I love all the conflict that she has. Like, she's trying to kill Shrek at the end. That's good stuff. Man, I like it. She's like the only one with a character arc, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the most interesting character for sure, I think. I mean, I get what they were doing, but the way <laughs> her dialogue is so bad. Like, how can you take her seriously at all? I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's where I think, you know, the cartoon logic I keep talking about. I feel like that that helps me give a little wiggle room for a lot of this weird stuff. But it, it, some of her dialogue is pretty cringy, I'll admit. And her getting brought back to life by the cats, too. That was awesome. I love it. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure everybody thinks the Holly Berry one is the thank for that one. But no, it's this one. But this one pulls it off, in my opinion. I like it. I think that was cool. Was that cat not, like, noshing on her hand? Oh, yeah. It was eating her. See, now, I thought that awning just broke her fall and she had a concussion. And with her concussion mind was like... Oh my god, these cats saved me. Yeah, I think you can take it both ways. She fell so far, though. There's no way she would have lived. Man, she just tore through it. That didn't even stop her one bit. <laughs> she fell through like three of them. She's, that building is so tall that she was going <laughs> to just rip through it with not going to stop her at all. Yeah, I think that is the intent of Fox. Where, like, yeah, I think you're supposed to... It could be both, like, either way, which... And I'm cool with either way. I think there's some ambiguity there. Why can't she just be the jewel thief? What's wrong with that? 
She's got to be like a monster. Somebody messed up. We got a monster, Danny DeVito. <laughs> He's like a legit monster at this one. That's just for Tim Burton. That's all his t- his style, you know. He wants to make everybody weird, strange, bizarre, and that's what he did. All he needed was Johnny Depp in this movie. Just imagine if Johnny Depp was in here giving that stare from uh, Crybaby or whatever that movie was. <laughs> I would understand Catwoman's dialogue if that was the <laughs> That's case. true. <laughs> I don't even know what Michael Keaton says to her when they're flirting. <laughs> Not much. All he does is bumble around and act like an idiot. Like the entire movie, he's not smart in this. All he does is get caught in obvious traps and then get beat up by people who should be able to beat him up. It's so lame. He's he's probably the lamest he's been besides Batman and Robin. <laughs> Man, that's true. And that's what was up with that really awkward scene of him eating the soup? He's like. It's cold. <laughs> oh, that was, I love that scene. That's a great scene. He, he like tries to hand it back, and Alfred just lays down the soup school on his butt, you know? And then Michael Keaton just <laughs> stares at him like, uh. like He looks surprised a lot. <laughs> He's out of touch. All he does is stay cooped up in his bat cave until the bat signal goes off, and then he leaves, drives his Batmobile a little bit, and he comes back. He don't know what's going on in the real world. And he has he has bat lights in his how on his house. How's that inconspicuous, Bruce? Huh? <laughs> That's what he lives for, man. He he just waits for that bat light to come on so he can get up and do something. And he. He takes his hat off. He takes his, it's not even a helmet because it's obviously rubber. He just rips he it off. He takes his helmet off again. He did it in 89 and he does it again in this one in front of people. It's bad timing in this one for sure. I was like, wow, right in front of Max Shrek, really? <laughs> yeah, I, that doesn't make sense to me. They obviously know who each other are. Like Catwoman and him, they already established that they figured out each other's identities. Like... He doesn't have to do it, but... Right in front of the guy who's going to mysteriously, like, drain power from Gotham. <laughs> Who knows what he could be doing with that? I didn't like that very much. He's a very passive character in this movie, for sure. Even in the last one, honestly. He just waits for things to happen, and then he shows up, and things happen. And then he goes and waits, and then things happen. He shows up, and things happen. I'm like, just do something. It's like, obviously, that's a trap. Don't fall for it, but oh no, he's got to go swing down there to save the the ice princess or whatever. Well, he is Batman. I mean, yes, he has to do that. <laughs> she does die, though, yeah. Of course he's going to go. Like, I mean, he wasn't going to fall for the trap. He's like, I'm just going to stay home the whole time. And then they kidnap the person. They're like, look who did it. It was Batman. He's like, okay, fine. Look, I got to go <laughs> solve the problem. <laughs> he wanted to just stay at home. He wanted to be passive Batman at that moment. But <laughs> they called him out. He had so many opportunities to, like, fix that issue, too. Like, when he gets there, they, like... <laughs> shine a light directly on her like hey batman we got bait for you over here and he's like doesn't even think he just goes i'm like seriously uh and then then selena kyle shows up and he's like uh, 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 i can't even fight i'm like it's so lame and don't even get me started about when they get on the roof oh it's so bad he could have gotten rid of penguin right then and there and they don't even resolve him being framed for the thing. Like, there's a plot point that just gets left out in the open. Okay. <laughs> that doesn't really come up, yeah. Yeah, Bat- Batman is, he's not good in this. Like, some of his character development, like, it gets better when they get to the dance and he's talking with Selena. That's probably the best part of the movie when it comes to their character development. And I'm like, okay, this is actually pretty good. And then, I mean, after that, it just goes crazy. But that's like, oh, the film's almost over with at that point. So you gotta wait the whole movie for that. It's not worth it. Well, that's like the climax reveal. They first figure out who they are and, you know, she's like, kind of losing it even more and she's just gonna go shoot the man that she hates so much but bruce talks her out of it i guess or penguin shows up and ruins everything that's right penguin shows up 
It is awesome rubber ducky. I love that duck. That thing was awesome. I do think there's some like interesting like Mike. I think Mikey mentioned earlier like the duality thing. I think that's like a big part of this movie. Like, I mean, they don't really go into it with Batman at all, but you know, we can kind of just assume you know he's Batman, he's Bruce. I think Selena Kyle is like the obvious example. She's like really like struggling to figure out who she is after she falls down the pit. Um, and she's really having a hard time striking that balance. You know, Penguin, he's this creepy sewer monster, but he's also like everybody sees him as the mayor, but he's got a dark side. And even Shrek, you know, everybody celebrates him at that parade or whatever, but you know, he's got these dark menacing plans as well. Everybody's got some sort of duality going on in this, at least the main characters, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, that's why I think it felt like there were so many characters because like with Batman, you've got two characters you're trying to do at the same time. Same with Selena Kyle. Yeah, I just you don't get enough time with uh, the ones you want and like. It's weird. I would have liked to see like, you know, because Batman's been through this whole like trauma leads to this double life darkness. Like if he would have been like trying to help Selena like figure things out. And maybe that'd have been the movie, like trying to get her away from the dark side or something. But no, there, there's not enough time to do the stuff I wanted to see, at least in this, I don't think. Too much penguin, dang it. I don't want to see the penguin. Because that's like the interesting stuff of this movie for me is that kind of duality stuff. But yeah, I don't know. It's just so much going on. And I want to like Danny DeVito. I really do in this movie. But mm. There's just so many gross scenes. His character just kind of sounds the same, and everything he says is just nah, 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 nah. And it's just like no, it's so monotone. Ugh, I don't know. I just it it did not click for me very much. I think he did good with what he was given and directed to do. Like he's convincing at least, unlike Michael Keaton. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like some of his scenes, Michael Keaton, like. Like you said, the one where they're like talking in the ballroom. I kind of like his scene when he like is starstruck by um, Michelle Pfeiffer in the boardroom. I thought that was kind of good, but there's just not enough time with Michael Keaton, yeah, to really <laughs> give him any chance to do anything cool. It's all focused on these villains. Hey, what did you guys think of the music of this movie? Danny Elfman's Batman score theme is the best. Sorry, Hans Zimmer, <laughs> your theme is awesome too, but I mean, Danny Elfman's is iconic. I agree. I love the Batman theme. It's so good. It's as good as John Williams' Superman theme, in my opinion. Oh yeah, definitely. They're the perfect themes for him. And I love the Hans Zimmer theme too. It's so good for that, like for that movie, those movies, but I mean... Danny Elfman's great, and his, his theme is awesome. <laughs> I do think some of the music in this one, it feels like it's a little too much. Um, maybe overplaying a little bit, but I do like Danny Elfman's score for the most part. I think it does pretty cool. It, it matches the tone of the movie for the most part, I think. Yeah, matches the tone and setting really well. Danny Elfman's theme is like iconic enough they brought it back for Justice League, didn't they? Like It comes back again. Yep. They played it when he was on the motorcycle at the end, <laughs> riding in the battle. So yeah, it's, it still lives on to this day. As I got one other thing I liked. It's something I liked actually about all of this generation of the Batman films. I do like how like campy and silly they are. It is refreshing seeing it like that. And all the actors and actresses look like they're having a pretty good time making it. Except for Michael Keaton. I'm not sure <laughs> with him. But everybody else, like, especially in Batman Forever, Tommy Lee Jones and um, and Jim Carrey are having a blast doing it. It's fun to watch because of that. And it's it's legitimately entertaining with how it's, camp- it's campiness. Yeah, it's a lot different than, like, how we see Batman nowadays. Like, he's like the uber dark, you know. Very serious. I think Nolan kind of set the precedent for that, and he did a great job with it. But yeah, and it's just it's it's a nice change of pace from what we've been getting with Batman. I don't think it lends itself to good dialogue or writing all the time, but it's fun at least. You can have a good time watching it. It's that cartoony feel, you know. It's just over the top, goofy. Yeah, they'll do whatever. Yeah, and maybe sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but it makes it more forgivable for me at least, when, because the camp is already there. 
Hey, when I talk about campy feeling, I think more like Friday the 13th part, like two or three, you know? Not necessarily <laughs> Batman Returns. I think just the dialogue is so absurd and out of place. A lot of puns and stuff. Yeah. There's penguins walking around with rockets on their backs. Like, <laughs> that's very campy to me. I mean, the scene of the penguins, the funeral march. Oh, that was heart-wrenching. The funeral march was awesome. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Michael Keaton was over there once again looking shocked. <laughs> he was. Good excuse this time, though. <laughs> that was a great scene, man. That was awesome. I love me some penguins. And the penguins do not disappoint in Batman Returns. Well, one penguin does, but the rest of them are awesome. Great A, penguin acting. And I mean, like, the, the circus gang, that's pretty campy with all these, like, stilt people, guys shooting fire and, to, like, from his mouth or whatever. I remembered my last thing I wanted to hate on for <laughs> Batman in the Batman movie. Once again, Batman kills people. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> okay, that doesn't really fit with what you're going for, but okay. <laughs> whatever i mean he does it in the 89 one too so yeah it's been established already that he's a killer and whatever it's so campy that i just i don't really care it doesn't, it's never like brutal or anything like that like it's not filmed the Jeez, way to except like, that guy he blows up in the sewer man that that's filmed just like a looney tune skit that's not filmed <laughs> like you know Dark batman versus superman where he's breaking people's arms and throwing knives into people this is definitely filmed like a cartoon that was pretty looney tunes with the dynamite <laughs> with the little bow on it that's part of what i can forgive about it like i just imagine that guy's down there with like the the classic like looney tunes like smokes coming out of his ears and like mustache <laughs> curled upwards and fading away into cinders like and I thought it was pretty funny when that, that fire guy was shooting fire into the thing. And Batman turns his Batmobile around and just, <laughs> just burns him. Just toasts him. <laughs> I really liked that. I thought that was funny. Yeah. That was pretty funny. I mean, I always prefer my Batman with like the now killing rule. I always liked that about him. But, you know, that's part of the reason I really hated Batman versus Superman for the longest time. But I think I've like let go of that anger. It's just like, whatever. If you want to let Batman kill people, fine. Whatever. <laughs> like, I don't know. It goes against the character so much unless you set it up with a lot of setup beforehand, which that movie definitely did not. And neither did these two. So if you're a fan of the comics going in, well, I guess he killed people in the original. But I mean... We're not going to count those because those are so old. It's just like another multiverse. That's how I view it. It's like sometimes Batman kills people in the alternate dimensions, you know? This is just another take on the character. He's not he's not canon with the comics. It'd be nice to have an accurate representation, but this is Tim Burton's Batman. Yeah. The suit looks pretty decent, though. Oh, yeah. I love this suit. I think it looks really good. I mean, his neck not being able to move... Is kind of looks <laughs> yeah. bad sometimes. Um, especially, I think they, they did a better job in this one than they did in the last one. But um, it still looks pretty iffy. But I just love, like, the rest of the suit looks awesome with the, the yellow symbol and everything. I love it. I think it looks really cool. Yeah. I like this suit pretty well. I do like more of a superhero costume than that Nolan tactical look. If I can give this movie any credit. I don't know. that that That's hard because... Batman's just a regular dude, so it's like him wearing spandex around doesn't make sense compared to like Superman, who it's like he don't he don't care because he can't be hurt. I mean, Nolan's is like a hyper realistic too, whereas this is very much cartoony. You know, he can wear whatever he wants, and he still has body armor. Like when he gets shot and gets back up, so the like muscles on like you know the fake rubber muscles on these old ones yes. <laughs> to make him look so buff <laughs> this, this suit looks the best i think out of all of them well out of this era anyways i i actually like um batman versus superman's bat suit the best i think out of the live action ones i think i'm with you i think i like that one the best too well we ready for some overall presentation yeah i'm ready i'm ready all right, we got a scale we use to rate these movies. They go from burn it, pass, watch it, or buy it in that order. We all give a little spiel about what we think of the movie. 
then we try to average out our individual scores at the end, if possible. So there it is. But, you know, in classic uh, Run the Real fashion, I do have a little tale. Um, something I remembered that reminded me of this movie a little bit. Um, but let me just take a moment here. Um, let me guess. You saw Mike in a tight leather suit <laughs> using a bull whip out in the backyard. <laughs> you know, in this, this little area that I live in, um, there's always been this kind of like urban myth about this thing that lives in the sewers. Um, and every once in a while, like if you're walking around at night, you might like catch a glimpse of something a little weird. Um, you might hear like a a cackling in the background. You might hear some grunting from the sewer grates. Um, but but just recently, he actually revealed himself to to my community. Uh, he came out, you know, he saved somebody's like dog from a tree, and everybody started was really intensely loving this guy. And I was like, who is this person? So I finally went to one of his uh, press conferences because he was gaining a lot of popularity. You know, much to my surprise, and I hate to out you, Mike, but... Um, what? <laughs> it was Mike. No, it was Mike. Dang, and then they all threw vegetables. Oh, no. like, came from the sewer. <laughs> Mike's uh, speech was something about, you know, it's like, oh, yes, yes, you know, I I'm happy to help, but um, maybe I shouldn't be your first responder. And all the crowd went nuts throwing vegetables like Mike will go first. Mike will go first. <laughs> so, you know, I think, you know, we've all learned our lesson from that moment, Mike. And I think maybe <laughs> what? Don't go down into the sewer. <laughs> yes. And grunts and make weird noises. <laughs> that too, yeah. So I didn't have a super great time watching this movie, but I didn't have a super <laughs> bad time either. It was like kind of somewhere in the middle. Where at times I was like, man, this movie's got two hours left to go at maybe six minutes in. But then there's some good stuff. I like all the sets of Gotham. That's really cool. But there's just too many characters. You don't get enough time with any of them. And it just, it's weird. Batman's not in his movie much. I, I, I think I'll give this one a pass. Like, it's not bad, but it definitely wasn't hurting me for uh like batman content and i i wouldn't add this one to my list i guess man this was so disappointing you know like i'd seen this when i was a kid and i'd always remembered it fondly but it's probably been gee i don't know 13 14 years since i'd seen it you know i know this is old 92 and it came first but i gotta say gotham just looks like whoville to me and all the people just look like the who's in whoville <laughs> This was bad, man. I mean, Danny DeVito, I love him, but I do feel like he's uh, he's just warming up to be Frank here, and Christopher Walken looks like Mozart. Michael Keaton looks shocked all the time. <laughs> this was a bad Batman movie for me, man. But I will just pass it. I, I don't want to burn it. It is a Batman movie, and the suit's cool, and maybe if you like that campy Batman style, there's some merit. Yeah, I'm a little mixed on it too, but I think I lean more into actually liking this movie. Um, it has a cool style. I really like Tim Burton's aesthetic. I think the sets are really cool. He kind of twists and turns the characters in weird directions, but for the most part, I like him. Uh, I don't really like Penguin in this movie. I like Danny DeVito as an actor, but I just don't think he was doing that great with the performance. Um, and, you know... There's a lot of stuff going on in this movie, and not all the stuff I liked really gets resolved, I guess. Um, maybe there is too many characters, yeah, and a lot of weird plot lines, but I just like the the vibe of the movie a lot, too. Um, I think the, yeah, the cartoonish tone of it uh, really fits in an interesting spot with kind of the darker aesthetic of, like, Gotham. I'm going to give it a watch it. I did like it. I think it's worth checking out. It's definitely a weird movie, so just be aware of that going in, I guess. But I think it's worth watching at least once. So, yeah, I watched. I got into Batman mood for this era. I hadn't seen all of them, so I watched them all after watching this one. So, yeah, after <laughs> after watching them all, I think, oh, man, this one was probably my least favorite. I'm not a big fan of the 89, though I will admit it did a lot of good stuff for the character of Batman overall. I didn't think it was a good movie, really. I don't think this one's good either. I do like the campiness and the over-the-top ways they go with the villains. 
That's it's fun and it leads to a lot of amusing elements. But with the extremely dark tone they're going for with it, I don't think it fits very well. And some of the dialogue, especially with Catwoman, unfortunately, because she does have the most interesting character. Some of that dialogue is like, oh boy, it's so cringeworthy and not in a good way. Um, I just, yeah, I thought she was lame for, throughout the most part in this movie. And I didn't like Penguin either. I thought Danny DeVito did good with what he was given, but I don't like what he was given <laughs> to. He's so gross and it's like, I don't know why they took the character that way, especially with the whole mayor thing. I think it would have been a lot more interesting seeing him go up against crime boss Penguin instead of oh, Killer Croc. <laughs> discount killer croc or something i don't know this i didn't like it at all tim burton did a much better job with joker and jack nicholson unfortunately that's something you need to get right with the batman movie because he's got arguably the best villain cast out of any of the dc comics super superhero super villains um so that's something you got to get right and I don't think it gets it right in this one, which is unfortunate. Also doesn't get Batman right at all. He's just a big buffoon lumbering around. Oh, he's so bad in this. And it's so disappointing because I didn't like him much in the 89 one. But man, he he looks like actual Batman in that one. And this one, he just doesn't do nothing. It's so disappointing. I'm so glad I watched <laughs> the other ones because, man, this one does not live up to being a Batman movie, in my opinion. It's just, ugh. I think I'm going to give it a pass. I don't think it's bad enough to burn. Um, I don't even think Batman and Robin's bad enough to burn, and that one's <laughs> pretty, it's pretty bad. Yeah, I think it's just a pass for me on this one. I was not a big fan of it. Hey, well, there you have it. Run the Reel certified as a pass. Yep, there it is. But wait, we didn't even talk about how this is a Christmas movie. It takes place on Christmas. It does. <laughs> how did we forget? The Christmas tree lighting, that's pretty integral, right? Yeah. Yeah, that happens like two or three times in the movie, so. <laughs> yeah, they kept crashing. <laughs> it ain't Christmas yet. Yeah, and there's something there about like greed and commerce and big wigs and siphoning energy. Something's there. Something's in there. Yes. Be kind to your family. Don't abandon your children to the sewers. Um, you know, there's some, there's some, there's some stuff in there about the Christmas spirit. Or they might come back and steal everybody else's firstborn children. An army of penguins. Penguins feel very Christmas. That's true. It's snowy Gotham, which is always nice. Yeah, I love snowy Gotham, man. Perfect time to make a Gotham movie. Well, this wraps up our um, our Christmas category here, but, you know, it feels like some of them have been a little more hit or miss for us. Um, it was a pretty divisive uh, group. Maybe we should all go around and talk about our other Christmas movie that we like. Inject some positivity into this holiday. Yeah. I know one I like to watch around Christmas time, and it's called Krampus. Ooh, oh, man. I knew you was going to pick it. <laughs> Might be my favorite Christmas movie ever. It's definitely one of my favorite movies. It's so good. Um, I can't remember if I've ever convinced my family to watch it with me on Christmas, though. I love Krampus. I think it, you know, it actually fits in with the holiday theme. The like monsters are awesome. The set's awesome. It's actually like it's a good blend of like scary and funny at the same time. It's great. It is amazing. I would say check that out if you're interested. I'm actually surprised we didn't talk about it on this category, but... I almost picked it. I figured I'm going to watch it anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> Might as well pick something else. You know, I'm not big on Christmas movies in general, but I suppose if I did have a traditional, it's it's a wonderful life. If you haven't seen, gotta recommend. I haven't seen that, actually. You should. Like... All jokes aside, that that's a classic. That one's extremely good. That's one everybody should probably watch at least once. But yeah, that one is excellent. Pretty funny. Yeah. Heartwarming. Got a good story. Good message. Has aged surprisingly well for being a 40s. I think 
Mine and Dan's pick may be the same, so I don't know. But I got to go with Jingle All the Way. Ah, yeah. Is that your pick, Dan, or you got something else? Mm-hmm. I was going to pick that or uh, It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> this is both good. I mean, I like me some cheesy Arnold Schwarzenegger action movies, and that one's like the cheesiest. He's like going to get the, the He-Man toy or whatever. I forget what it's called. And he waited too late and he can't buy it. <laughs> I watched that last year and it was great. Yeah, I liked it quite a bit. It's such a fun Christmas movie. It's so goofy. It's great. And it's a wonderful life. Those would be my picks. That's what I usually try to watch. One of those during Christmas. They're both pretty fun. It's a wonderful life is like the best though. So for next week, um, I think we're starting a new category. You know, it's the gift that keeps on giving and we're treating ourselves this time. Oh, yeah. And I think Dan's got the first pick. I do. We talked about it. I don't remember if it made it in the, one of the episodes um, earlier this year. And I thought, what would be better than to get a very, I don't know, it might be divisive, but we'll get some good discussion. What could be a better pick to treat myself than the critically acclaimed Mad Max Fury Road? Oh, not this critic. Hmm, we'll see about that. This will be a new one for me, man. I, I still can't believe you haven't seen it. It was like a perfect storm scenario when I missed it back in the day, I think. I'm looking forward to, to finally getting in on the uh, divisiveness, <laughs> whatever it is. I think you're going to like it. I'll be surprised if you don't like it. I think I need to give it another chance, honestly. I think... I think maybe, yeah, just another watch might, it might change things. I know my initial viewing was kind of meh on it, so we'll see if it improves. Have you seen it since the theater? Nope, nope. And I have, I kind of feel the same way, TV, so. Oh, okay, sweet, yes, yes. Together we stand, or divided we fall. <laughs> Let's find out, that should be good. Where can they get in contact with us, TV? Um, you can find us on Facebook or Twitter at Run the Real, or you can email us at runtherealpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, hit us up. Let us know what Christmas movies you like to watch. Let us know if you liked Batman Returns or not, what your thoughts are on it. I'd love to hear about it. Yeah, let us know. Do you know someone who lives in the sewer? Yes, please <laughs> tell me. I want to know about that for sure, actually. Yeah, be sure to get in contact with us. We'd really love to hear from you. Um, this is Run the Real, signing out. Mm-hmm.